Hello, and welcome to the Science and You podcast, sponsored by Genesis Academy. Science and You is a place where we pause for a few minutes out of our busy day and think in an understandable way about ideas and issues in science and how they relate to the Christian faith. I'm your host, Dr. Michael Windhauser, and this is episode number 16, entitled Denial to Discovery, subtitled Atheism Yields to Reason. Stay with us for this episode of Science and You. It was a long journey from denial to discovery, but the journey isn't over yet. After 70 years of following where the evidence led, prominent atheist philosopher Antony Flew announced in 2004 that he had finally, quote, discovered God. The announcement rocked the world of fundamentalist atheism to its core. Now, in his 2007 book, There Is a God, colon, How the World's Most Notorious Atheist Changed His Mind, Professor Flew more completely outlines the evidence and arguments that led him to repudiate atheism. The scientific arguments supporting God's existence presented by Flew are strikingly familiar to anyone who has followed the creation-evolution-intelligent-design controversy over the last 25 years. He observes, first, that nature obeys discoverable laws that are mathematical in form and finely tuned in degree. Secondly, it surprised Dr. Flew to discover that the chemistry of life, the DNA molecule, for example, is intelligently organized and that life is purpose-driven. Lastly, he realized that the universe is not eternal but had a beginning, and so it was caused to exist by something outside the universe. His was a pilgrimage not of faith, but of reason, and at long last he, quote, discovered an infinite, intelligent, quote, mind, a.k.a. God, behind the discoverable universe. But why should it take Flew so long to come to a conclusion that many scientists see as obvious, even self-evident, that design and purpose in the universe originate in a transcendent, infinite God who really does exist. Flew admits to being largely unaware of the progress made by science since he published the conclusions of his earliest work in philosophy. Those conclusions became the mold which shaped how he interpreted all latter evidence bearing on the reality of God, in other words, his a priori assumption of atheism prevented him from seeing where the scientific evidence actually led. He paints this error as, quote, the peculiar danger, the endemic evil of dogmatism's atheism, end quote. These are shockingly strong words from the former atheist and a candid admission of a lifetime of error. Aldous Huxley, the troubled English essayist, once observed that, quote, The course of every intellectual, if he pursues his journey long and unflinchingly enough, ends in the obvious, 
from which the non-intellectuals have never stirred, end quote. This describes Flew's intellectual journey well, but fails to take into account the many people he has led into the error of atheism during his life. This is an unenviable record that he may one day be called to account for. And his journey is not over, because although he now believes God exists, he does not yet know the God of the Bible personally. And Flew does not, quote, think of himself as surviving death, end quote. So, what good is it to gain the whole world but lose your own soul? What is needed by Flew, now 84, and all who are still in denial, is not just a change of mind, but a change of destiny. And this only happens when, as Jesus says, you are, quote, born again. John 3, verse 3. Denial to Discovery was first published in the April 2008 issue of Uplook magazine. Thanks for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed our time together. If you would like more information on Genesis Academy, find us online at genesisacademy.net. You can find Uplook Magazine at uplook.org. See you next time on Science and You.